we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Proud core, prideful spirit hinders core development. So I can preach strength in the core, but if you have a proud spirit, it's not going to affect you at all. As a matter of fact, you're going to sit there and think of somebody else that it applies to. That's what a proud, proudful person does. You start thinking immediately. As soon as I start talking about it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, she surely is like that. Yeah, you take yourself out of it. I'm going to tell you the real prideful people because we've had a couple of folks leave this church. The prideful people are the people that think I'm talking about them when I'm up preaching. That's prideful. You think you are the bomb that you would get my attention over everyone in here and I will single you out in a sermon. You think you all that and a bag of chips and a Tahitian treat. That's what you think you are. If you think I'm concerned about you while I'm preaching, like I want to get you back from the pulpit or from the mic. And then you don't know me at all because I don't operate that way. I will let you know. Yeah, if I have ought, I'm coming to you. That's just the kind of person I am. I'm a confrontational being. I don't mind having words. Amen. Anything I say, I can say in front of it because I'm going to come to you. Well, it's going to be known. So I don't have to hide behind the mic and try to blast you. Amen. Amen. I will do that face to face. Amen. Because I'm not scared. But a prideful spirit hinders our core development. When we are proud, we will never be obedient to the truth we receive. And our core will remain what? Unchanged. Psalms 10 and 4, the wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. The wicked, through the pride of his what? Countenance. So, the wicked, when he has a proud look, is what it's saying. He's not going to seek after God. Amen. When we fail to conform to God, to the word of God, we will ruin our lives and the lives of those whom we are responsible for. Did you hear that? So when we sit and we hear the word and we don't apply it, we're not only ruining our lives, but those that we're responsible for, we're ruining their lives. You know how you're ruining their lives? Simple. They hear the truth just like you. And they see you not conform to it. So it changes their perspective on truth. Yeah. You hear the truth and you don't work to line your home up, line yourself up, line your family up, line, the God, line your behavior up with what is being preached or taught. Then you're basically saying it's not that important. And when you say that, What the adults do in moderation, what's going to happen? The children. So they're watching you not conform, just enjoying the band. So they're going to enjoy another band. Kendrick Lamar's band. Since it's just about the music. You see what I'm saying? 
No conformity. If you're not conforming to what you're hearing, you're ruining lives. Amen? Psalm 73 and 6. I'm not looking for a lot of amens because it's going to get pretty deep in here after a little while. Psalm 73 and 6. Therefore, pride compasseth them about as a what? Oh, this is just excellent. As a chain. Pride is like a chain keeping you enslaved. If you're chained, you can't go nowhere. That's how they did slaves. They would chain them so they couldn't go anywhere. If you have shackles or chains on you, you can't move. You are stuck where you are. That's what pride does. It keeps you stuck because you start looking for opportunities to show yourself versus opportunities to change yourself. That's what pride does. Amen. And it is it is very common in a situation like ABC where people have come from everywhere all over the the, the United States have come here. Ninety percent of you just moved here, relocated. Nobody knows you. That's your opportunity to be something in somebody in front of someone that you weren't where you came from. Amen. So, no, you don't want people, a lot of people, not everyone, but some of you don't want people to see the real you. So, they're thinking something about you, and you're really not like that. That's just the you you want people to see in your new environment because you want a fresh start. Amen. And so, a lot of people, even in this congregation, you, you know, making friends with this group, this group, this group, always trying to find some friends and some folks to embrace your agenda so you can stand out and look like something in front of them. Just running through the members to look like something. That's pride. You got to understand, EX Ministries, the truth behind what we've stood on since day one, we've stood against pride. What the devil did in Isaiah 11, Isaiah 14 and 11, that's the whole core of EX Ministries. That's what this message is all about. So when you come in here trying to show yourself, you're going heads up against the pastor's agenda. Yeah, three claps. I knew it. Yeah, you're trying to be something in here? I was telling my wife, no, I was telling Jay Brown, I was like, man, am I crazy? Why would people come, in, come to ABC to try to show themselves? This is like the place where it won't work. You're trying to get an audience in here? Our homes are gravely affected when we do not comply with the teachings that we are receiving. Sin is the end result of our negligence of God's truth. So whenever you lift it up in pride, whenever you ignore what's being preached, whenever you're not applying it, you're going to sin. When you don't apply the word, you're going to sin. Not applying the word is going to cause sin. Amen. 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 Don't come telling me, man, every time this, this year when the leaves fall off the trees, I get the cane help it and I got to go and, and, and be creeping this and that. There's no such thing as a sin cycle. You just like it. I don't even understand. How you going to blame it on the trees? You want to do that. Got nothing to do with the leaves in autumn. 
But you know why you want to do it? Because you're not applying what is being taught. You're not complying with what you're hearing. You're hearing it and you love it. Oh, you love the truth behind stuff. But sin is the end result when you do not comply with the teachings. Amen. And I ain't counseling you either. Don't ask me for it. I need some counseling because, see, it's just stuff I just keep going back to. Oh, that counseling session is going to last one sentence. Stop going back to it. Uh-uh, ain't no hand claps. I, I, don't, I don't understand. You can't stop. If you can't stop, let us call the straitjacket people and lock you up because you're mentally ill if you can't stop. And you ain't doing it now? Yeah, amen it. That's right. Well, next time you get the bad doggy can't help it, just go to amen and play like you in here. Put the video on and sit and amen. You've been putting the wrong video on. That's the problem. Amen in the wrong video. Amen. Every time I go on the internet, man, my hand just the mouse and the they get rid of the computer. Sell it. Sell the computer if you're crazy. Whenever I get by myself, man, I just then don't get by yourself. Get a dog or a hamster. Put a hamster in there. Let it look at you. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear that stuff. I don't know why people even tell me that. I mean, you acting like you are just out of control. Amen. And everybody is tempted. James 4 and 16, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is what? Sin. So that means if you hear these teachings and you don't apply them, you're in sin. Pride is the main reason why people make their own way instead of choosing God's way. Yeah. Yeah. Proud people will attempt to hide their wrongdoings from others. However, their surrounding issues further expose. And that's the thing I don't get. The proud person always trying to act perfect, but then everybody see that they jacked up. I don't understand that. The proud person is always trying to act like, yeah, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. And everybody's like, oh, you get on our nerves with that. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. The very act of being proud makes people not like you. Don't nobody like arrogance? No one likes it. You can't catch yourself being arrogant. You need to just walk around with a tape recorder. Uh, you need to get the recording app on your phone and record yourself. And then look at yourself at the end of the day. And you will be sick of you. Like, man, I brag a lot. I'm always trying to get people to see what I do and see what I've accomplished. I'm always trying to get folks to see my house and my clothes collection and my cars. I'm always trying to get folks to, to, I'm always telling them what I've done. I'm always bragging on myself, bragging on my husband, my wife. I'm always talking about what I'm able to do and what I, that's pride. And people don't like that. They tolerate you, but when you walk away, everybody's like, ooh. Man, don't come back. Can I preach? Yeah, so you come in here, you see a smorgasbord of people to impress. Oh, a whole bunch of folk here don't know me. Let me show them the best of me. And you put yourself in a position where the word can't help you. Can I keep preaching? 
Proverbs 28 and 25. He that is of a proud heart stirreth up what? Proud heart stirs up strife. The proud person, there's always going to be mess. Every time there's mess in the church, their name is in it. Yeah, because that's a proud heart. Because you won't deal with yourself. So when I come to you, or when my wife comes to you, and we try to tell you, hey, you know, you ought to do this, that, that. Well, see, brother, it ain't like that. It's this, it's this. Okay. Well, see, from what my vantage point, I'm, what I'm seeing, you know, I think you ought to do it. Well, but see, bye. Man, I can't tell you nothing. I can't correct you. I can't help you. Nothing. And the last card they got to play. Well, you do stuff too. But what about when your boss on your job come and correct you and say, you know, Brother Corey, you showed up a little late or whatever. You ain't never been late. <laughs> ain't no boss go. They be like, well, I mean, I, no, I, I've been late before, but I, I've always had a job, which is what you don't have no more. So when the pastor comes, you try to correct you and say, hey, brother, can you, you always just, well, see, man, but I mean, you know, I mean, blah, blah, blah. man, that's no, that's proud. That's a proud heart when you protect it from people trying to get to it to help you. Amen. Your mama called and trying to tell you something. She just crazy. She just, 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 just. No, your mama might be making some sense. You need to listen to her. If she's not making any sense, play like she is because that's your mama. Amen. You got one mama, one dad. You better act like you got some sense when you're talking to her. Amen. You don't disrespect your parents like that. I know many of them made us more proud than we should be. You know, you, I grew up in that hole. Don't tell nobody nothing. Don't look like nothing. Y'all was starving at the house. Now, we didn't do this, but I've heard stories. Wasn't no food or whatever. You was hungry, but you couldn't ask for nothing when you went over somebody's house. Y'all remember that? Starving lips, white, just velcroed shut. So would you like something to eat? N- no, ma'am. Your mama's in there. You know, that whole baby boomer, the baby boomer, they made us very proud. Well, we worried about what folks think. We worried about what folks and all that. And a lot of that, you know, it's good to have self, you know, respect and those kind of things. A lot of it's overboard. There comes a time when you got to stop pleasing people. Amen. Amen. And the church is not the place where you come in here trying to please folks to get folks to like you. They either accept you like you are or that's it. Amen. But we all should have the understanding that we all need work. Amen. We don't talk about each other. We need work. Amen. Don't get in a corner with the talking about folks, sisters. You know that group that's at every church. The gossips. You all on the phone and all over the house and just talking about this one. Talking about this one. We all need help. Shut up. But that junk only happens when there's no real man around. Because heroes don't let that stuff go on. Hero come in there be like, now wait a minute. One of the, amen. I know I'm preaching, man. Somebody's jaws tight and they ain't gonna ever come back. A proud heart is the enemy of God and he hates it. How do I know he hates it? Because he said it. <laughs> God cannot work on a heart that is not willing to change things for him. Yeah. 
There's some folks joined this church, got mad at me for something I did, and they've been here four or five years still mad. Still mad. We've talked about it and everything, and they're still talking about it and just mad. Like anything I'm preaching is going to help you. Oh, I can't get an amen on it. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. They've, I've had them tell me. But, well, see, you know, it's not you, you know. I don't, really, I'm, I don't care too much for you. But the word you preach is truth. That's why I'm here. No, you need to leave. You need to leave because the word I'm preaching is coming out of me. You can't feel some kind of way about me and receive what I'm saying. Ain't nobody spiritually ambidextrous. (laughs) How you going to do that? How you going to sort that out? Enjoy the truth and can't stand the messenger. Amen. Why do people sit up in churches like that? Why are you in here? That's crazy. I like the pastor, but that first lady, I just can't. Then you need to leave and find the first lady you like. We're one. You got to like us both. We come as a package. It's a package deal. You got a problem with her? Guess who you got a problem with? Because you got a problem with my choice in women. Has there ever been somebody that you just had a problem with and then you went and talked to them and found out, you know what? This don't even make no sense. And then now you cool with them. Anybody ever done that? Just do that. Why would you sit here five years and try to target every new member, have them at your house so you can talk against the pastor or his wife? Like they're not going to come back and tell us. They come back and tell us. Well, they, they ain't come back to my house, little tattletales. <laughs> Won't you stop? You get mad at them because they went, what's, what's wrong, girl? We ain't cool no more. You went back and told. One of the prerequisites for coming to God requires what? Self-denial, which includes our willingness to conform to his desires, no matter how we may appear to what? We're going to conform to what God wants, no matter what folks think. Proverbs 6, 16 and 17. These six things does the Lord hate. Yea, let me add one more. Seven are an abomination unto the Lord. The first one is what? A proud. A person that think they are something. God hates it. He says, a man that thinks he's something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Man, you ain't nothing. None of us are nothing. None of us are anything. We all nothings. Yes, we are. God can skip over you and use somebody else so quick. Are you kidding? You know, I, I was never one, and I don't know. I guess I got this from my dad because he was like that, too. I just can't be around a bunch of showboating preachers. You know how they, well, y'all don't know, but and behind the scenes, elder, you know what I'm talking about. They talking about how good they are, and, oh, Doc, you should have seen the crowd. Oh, Doc, you should have seen them. I had them folk. I folk, man, I made them folk. I had them folk. And I was just sitting up like, man, you are so nothing. You're just nothing. <laughs> 
You done entertained some folks? You're nothing. Oh, let an entertainer die. Oh, Prince died. Oh, I saw a Christian lady who was supposed to be a minister of the gospel say, I still can't believe he's gone. We hadn't heard from him for five years before he died. Why are you all of a sudden, oh, I just can't believe he's gone. I can't. He's always been gone. What's changed? Over some music? Dude sung some songs and you in mourning over some music? You don't understand, man, when doves cry. He <laughs> just ministered. Don't know about, he didn't even know what he was talking about in that song. Nobody know what that song meant. It's out of his mind. Prideful people are always preoccupied with the opinions of those outside of their home. Uh Uh-oh. While shamefully neglecting those whose opinion really matter, the family inside their own home. Oh, gosh. Oh, I just preached. Worried about what folks on the outside is going to think, but not worried about what's going on in their home. Mm Want to show the kids off. Instead of teaching that daughter how to be a wife and a mother, you want her to be something that you can brag about and show her off to the rest of the family. Oh, mm. Rashata. Instead of teaching that boy how to work a job and be something, you got him out there playing football. He running from everybody. You trying to make an NFL play out of that boy. He can't catch his clothes when you throw them to him. And you got him on the football field because you didn't make it. You still carrying your newspaper clippings. They done turn yellow, telling everybody what you could have, should have, would have, almost did. And you got that boy out there running scared from everybody, getting broke up in all kinds of ways. So you can show him off and brag to your family how he's going to be in the NFL. Not worried about what other folks are doing. That boy hates you. He hates your gut. No, no, this is serious. I know, I know sons that hate their father's guts because their father won't listen to them and keep pushing them to be something they don't want to be. Yeah, because that father's worried about what folks outside's going to think. And so these sons have hatred in their hearts, wrath in their hearts toward their own fathers. Daughters having Hatred in their heart toward their own mom because they weren't encouraged to do what they need to do. They were just encouraged to do what would make them look good in front of the family. Yeah. Can't tell you. I get emailed all week long. Young ladies, single ladies, two, three hundred thousand dollars in debt. No man want them, can't get married, nothing. Because they were pushed to be something in this life other than what they want it to be. Because being a mother and a wife is not enough. What God built in them, put on their body, and created them to be is not good enough. So they go out and get all this debt. How will I be ready to get it paid off and married by the time I'm 40? Womb just waxing old. Can I tell the truth in here? Y'all going to let me tell the truth? This is the way we do it in here. I'm telling you, I knew this message was just going to be hardcore like this, but that's pride. That's pride. Pride. 
instead of lining up with God's plan, they will fight daily to cover up the error of their own way just for the sake of what they feel others may think. So instead of taking what you hear and conforming to it and changing, you would rather go try to cover up the error because you're afraid of what somebody's going to say. When the bottom line is when the truth comes to me, I'm just going to try to do it. I don't care what nobody think. Acts 7 and 51. Ye stiff naked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Ye do always what? Stiff neck. So worried about giving up something. See, because, you know, when we're, when, 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 when. Worried about what you're driving, the house you're living in, how things look to others. You're stiff neck. That means the word is circling around you right now and God is warning you. If you don't make a change right now, you're going to lose some children. Your kids are going to go another way because they're watching you go another way. Oh, that's okay. Let me stand up. All right, man, folk looking at me like, you know, them light skin boys inspired me last night. Light skin is just in. The anointed Splash Brothers. Some of that anointing is on me this morning. Stiff necked and uncircumcised in heart. Circumcision was a sign of cleansiness. That's what it was done for. And they called the ones that weren't circumcised unclean. Right? So that, that was just symbolic. Okay? <laughs> just symbolic. Amen. You don't be running out here trying to make a doctor's appointment. You too old. You just better. You might as well just go. Hey, it was symbolic. You st- it says you stiff neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Uncircumcised in ears. That means you can't even hear what I'm saying. You're amen in something that you're not even doing. You're amen in something you won't apply. It says that you always what? You do always resist the Holy Ghost. Meaning the truth is being preached right in your face and you won't do it. Then you wonder why your kid's going crazy. You done fought all this time with all this pride to look a certain way. That's not going to work once they grow up. It works when they're little and cute. Once they start growing up and see that inconsistency where you're hearing it and not conforming, then they have license to not conform to what you're teaching them. Why is my daughter so wayward? Why is my son so wayward? Because you are wayward. I'm not wayward. I'm at church every Sunday. I listen to the truth behind messages. I have all. Yeah, but you're not doing anything that it says. You're resisting the Holy Ghost. Can I preach in this place? Oh, and I like this part. He says, you stiff neck, uncircumcised heart. And ears. You always do, you always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do 
ye. What is he talking about? He's talking about the ones that kept going after false gods. Okay? They resisted the power of God to go after false gods. But here's what he's really talking about. In his face. They did it to his face. Meaning he performed a miracle for them. Do something great for them. And within a short amount of time, they totally forget what he's done and go after false gods again. Meaning that their way was always more important than God's way. And that's what folks do. They sit in church, hear all of this truth and just can't apply it. Because their way is more important than God's way. Pride causes people to criticize others, but never deal with themselves. Yeah, that's a prideful person. Sitting around always talking about folks, but never deal with themselves. Never deal with the fact that they always talking about folks. That needs to be dealt with right there. Got a problem with everybody. If every church you go to, you find a problem, guess what the problem is? You! This happened at the last church I was at. That's because you was there. Every church I go to, me and the first lady don't get along. That's because you are, you're going. When you go, that happens. The last church, mess started. Mess started. Church for that, mess. mess. It's like as soon as you join, you look up mess in the church directory. And go attach yourself to it. There's something wrong. The proud must find error in others. To comfort themselves in their present state because they are not rightly aligned with God's plan. So when a person is out of God's plan, they want to find the folks that's out of God's plan so they can line up with them. And then they don't want to be around the folks that are in God's plan, so they got to find something wrong with the people that are in God's plan. Happy people all the time just hating, hating on folks because they are lining up with the word and you're not. Proverbs 1 and 101 and 5. Whosoever privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I what? Cut off. Him that hath a what? High look and a proud heart will not I suffer. He said, I, 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 won't even, I can't stand them if that's the way they're operating. A high look, a proud heart. And I thank God we don't have much of that here. We really don't. Folks here don't really too much care about what you driving and where you live. Don't make care. Am, am I right? That's pretty. The, that's the pretty much the general consensus. We don't sit around and brag on stuff around here because nobody really cares. Hey Amen. We see you drive up in a brand new, very expensive car. We just see that as bills I don't want. <laughs> Bro, how many hours you got to work? Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna spend some time at my house with my family while my kids are young. That way I can just develop them. Now, once they get old enough, I might go make that purchase. Amen. Amen. Because most people here are practical. We have sense about what we're doing. Amen. We're not doing it to impress nobody. Can the kids fit in it? Because all they're going to do is have crumbs everywhere anyway. Why would I buy that? That was the main thing when I got uh, uh, my wife's truck. It took, we had to order one because we needed the interior a certain way just for Jonathan. He's like, man, we have a whole bunch. I'm like, I said, you don't understand. We have a Jonathan. 
So everything on the inside got to be dark. Carpet, everything got to be dark. Concealing bad decisions will give way to more bad decisions. Did you hear what I'm saying? You keep trying to do it the wrong way, it's only going to get worse. That's why when you hear the truth, it's time to line up with it immediately. Let's make a faith move and let's make this happen. Because if we keep trying to put a band-aid on an open wound, it's not going to heal. People that live in denial can never obey God's plan because they refuse to admit they're wrong in order to make it right. The first step in making it right is you got to first admit that you're wrong. I have been wrong. I have done things wrong. So now I'm going to do it right. Amen. Some men, you need to have a meeting with your family. And sit them all down. Wife, children, everything. Say, look, we've been doing it this way. And it's been wrong. This is all I knew. This is all I saw growing up. I tried it this way, but now I'm going to make some changes. We're going to make some changes to make this better for your future. Yeah, you can't do that in front of your family. You got to get that pride out of you. Amen. You've been Jezebel. You need to sit your husband down and say, look, I've been a witch. I know I have. I've been jazzy. My emotions, my hormones. Come, you know, a lot of you move down. That's hard for a woman to move down and relocate and meet new people. Men, we can do it all day long. We just be, hey, hey. Oh, you got a beard? Okay, we cool. That's, I mean, let, 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 let's, go, let, 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 let's go to the gym. I mean, men, can, we can just, we just going to make some friends and be cool. Soon as y'all get down here, heroes, you yelling it too. We all just cool. You got a bike? I got a bike. Well, let's just go ride. But sometimes women, you know, you, you're used to the territory, you're used to your family, or different things you have to leave, different adjustments. So sometimes it takes a while. And so you may have been giving your man hell for a couple of years coming down here. Yeah, and you need to sit him down and say, look, it, this is a tough adjustment, but I'm supporting your decision because I know you're making a decision that's best for my children, for the children and for our home. So I'm going to be on board with you. Just give me a little time. I may claw and scratch a little bit. Amen. Amen. During our intimate times, I mean, some of it is love and some of it I'm trying to hurt you for real. But like, girl, where'd you come up with that? God, I was trying to kill you. <laughs> Hate Texas. <laughs> but the relocating. <laughs> Sometimes it's rough on women. It's rougher. So you got to be patient. Amen. Homeschooling. We already talked about that. I talked about that with the men. You got to be patient. You got to let that thing materialize. Takes a while sometimes. And it ain't going to look like regular school. Quit. Don't make it look like regular school. It's not supposed to. It's homeschool. Amen. But to be able to admit that you're wrong. You know, honey, I, I, I came down hard on you on this homeschool thing, you know, but now that I've come to the knowledge of what it really is and this kind of thing, you know, I'm going to handle it a little different. I apologize to you. I shouldn't have handled it this way. That's your wife. If you can't do that to her, you can't do it to God. God said when you stand praying, you got to first go take care of that stuff. If you want to be heard. Proverbs 18 and 16. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before what? 
a fall, a person that can't admit they're wrong, they're going to fall anyway. All you got to do is turn the hourglass over. I go to some brothers, I'll be like, hey, man, you know, this is what you really ought to do. And I'm only going to say it once because I ain't no punk. You refuse what I'm saying, bro, that's it. Deuces. So I'm going to go tell you, hey, man, you really ought to do this for the sake of your family because you're going to end up losing your family. Your, your kids going to go crazy. This and that. This going to happen. Whatever. Ah, well, you know, man, I mean, you know, I'm not you. You know, we do things a little different around here. You know, just, just, okay. All right, all right, all right. Then all of a sudden, the fall's coming. Turn the hourglass over because they couldn't hear the truth. Couldn't receive it. Couldn't receive correction. Wouldn't apply it. Fall's coming. Guaranteed. It's going to come. It's so funny, boy. They think I'm a prophet when it comes to the, the truth behind hip hop. Oh, everything he said. Everything he said come true. Really? Well, what about when I came and talked to you about that? Well, you know, I mean, that's different. All the videos, everything is coming true now. Everybody got Y'all see it's coming true. And that dude is a prophet. Okay, but you go to him in secret, try to tell him, you know, you really ought to do this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Prideful people avoid what? See, a prideful person is going to avoid correction, submitting to authority, and fellowship. These are the three things they're going to always avoid. So, here's how they're going to do it. They're going to avoid correction. That means they're not going to be around anyone that's not like them. Did I just preach? Nobody that's, they're only going to hang around what they are. Because they know what they are is not going to correct them. Right? Prideful people, they always avoid submitting to authority. So, they're either not going to join the church and going to stay home, or when they join the church, they're going to avoid the pastor. Yeah, because they have to make the pastor look less of a pastor so that they can feel better about how they are. See, if the pastor looks real good, then that means they should be obeying what's being taught. But if they can find a flaw in the pastor, then they can find a flaw in what's being taught. Yeah, we have some people here at this church, they would take the sermons back when we used to print them out. They would take it and have their own sub-Bible study with it. These are all the things that pastor left out. Yes, they did. And then, Hannah, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to go through the lesson. Yeah. Well, we, pastor just preached this. Yes, but now we're going to do the things that he, <laughs> that's some foolishness, baby, laugh. Changing it. Yeah, re-preaching it. So I asked, one, I asked the brother about it. I said, man, why are you re-preaching the message? Well, see, some of them feel like, you know, because of who y'all are, they can't really come to y'all. So they wanted to find someone, you know, a little more common on their level that they could come to, to get, you know, the, the. I said, little babies in here understand what I, but this fellowship required accountability. So they have to start a sub fellowship where there is no accountability, make the people feel a little more comfortable. Cause you know, G Craig, he's a little hardcore, a little abrasive, a little rough. So we're going to have a nicer, kinder, more, more better version of church. So they're just having a whole other service. In church again. Sub-church. When y'all get to hanging out, all y'all fellowshipping, y'all just have fun. Why are you trying to have church again? 
You better not let me hear about you having another sub church. The elders, we coming and we're going to break it up. Why are you having church again? Oh, but we only meet once a week. I need it during the week. Then you crazy. You can't survive a week without church. Just and recreated everything. Okay, the keyboard player, his name not PJ. We got CJ on the keyboard. <laughs> Brian, we got Ryan on the organ. Brother Corey, we got Rory on the guitar. Come on, Katatha. Come on and sing, Katatha. Just that. Re- <laughs> you gonna be mother on the front row. We need to go just on the street and just get an old lady. She's sitting there. I don't know why she's there. What, what, what is going on in here? <laughs> when a person has a proud heart, they must keep up the appearance that what? All is well. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm good. Oh, the Lord is... <laughs> brother, I saw you on the news last night. Everything ain't okay. You killing people. Just going crazy. How you doing? Oh, blessed of God, all in the name, in the, above every name. It just, every knee shall bow. What does that have to do? <laughs> every knee? We weren't even talking about knees. We weren't talking about that. <laughs> Why do you have to go there? Who can have the longest salutation? <laughs> just too spiritual, man. That lets me know something is wrong. I tell people all the time, when you get deep with me, boy, I know you crazy when you leave her. Hey, man, if I can't come up to you and how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm going through some stuff. Okay, man, well, you know, it'll be all right. You know, that's all that needs to happen. I just preach. I just got, man, I can't hear your whole story after church. How you doing? Well, when I was 11, my mama left me in Kmart. And uh, I have a fear of big buildings. <laughs> we, we're in church, man. I, I don't even know. I, I mean, what do I say about that? I, well, brother, just stay in small ones. Guess you can't move with us. <laughs> hey, but, but I mean, just be normal. Quit being so deep and overly spiritual. Because you're not hiding anything. I automatically, man, when you, anybody talking that much, God don't have that much. I know how God operates. Man, I've been in this thing a long time. But when a person has a proud heart, they have to keep up the appearance that's all, that all is well. Proverbs 13 and 10. Only by pride cometh what? Contention. But with the well advised is what? All right, finally. Summary! There are many that get excited about the truth behind this and the secret behind that. They flock to hear great conspiracies being unmasked and they follow after those that teach the hidden truths about things. But many seek these exposures because they enjoy seeing everything else exposed Except their own pride. Pride causes people to use knowledge as a weapon or as a badge of what? Distinction. Distinction. So they're using knowledge as a weapon. 
And we've already talked about the angry people just using it to go against their parents because the parents were Christian and they saw inconsistency. So now they're black Hebrew and they're black liberation theology. And they're just into all of this old foolishness because they're using it as a weapon against a group of people. Pride causes people to use this knowledge as a weapon or a badge of distinction, making them feel, you know, I, you know, I'm a Mason or I'm, a, you know, in a, a Delta Sigma Theta or AKA or something like that. These are all these are people that have gotten knowledge to use as a badge of distinction. And it's false God knowledge. You're taking pledges to false gods, which the Bible says you cannot sit at the table with God and at the table with devils. It means you can't commune or you can't accept the oaths of false gods because the Bible calls false gods demons. But we use it as a badge of distinction. Just as knowledge, of, just as the knowledge of good and evil tempted Eve to be what? Godlike. People are driven to knowledge so that they can feel good about themselves as well as gloat to others. When it comes to actually dealing with the knowledge of who they are and their bad decisions, they are in denial and will not allow their core to be corrected. Many are entertained by the mention of false gods and conspiracy theories, but they do not want to accept the truth about their creation roles, fellowship, and submission to authority. These are the true core strengthening tools that make us what God wants us to be. The truth behind knowledge is great when it's applied to a solid core foundation. But to truly strengthen our core, we must comply with the foundational things that God desires us to what? The foundational stuff. We cannot expose the new world order while chasing the world for affirmation. We cannot express new age doctrine when we are our own authority and will not submit to sound doctrine. Amen. This folk want to expose everything on the internet but won't submit to nobody. We cannot expose the truth behind anything until we deal with the truth behind our bad decisions. We must what? Yield to God's plan first and remove the what? Pride in our hearts. If we allow the opinions of outsiders to override the importance of those within our own homes, then we will have a proud look and our core is in danger of ruin. Oh, this is a good message. Second Chronicles 30 and 8. Now, be ye not what? Stiff-necked as your fathers were. But yield yourself unto the Lord and enter into his sanctuary, which he hath sanctified forever. And what? Serve Serve the Lord your God with the fierceness of his, uh, uh, that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. So if you don't want to deal with bad consequences, then you got to change the bad choices. Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. This message is for everyone, including me and everyone. We all have to do this. When we hear it, we got to apply it. When we know it to be true and we don't do it, it's what? It's sin. 
So we're not going to hang around here at ABC and get truth and not do something about it. Had a lady last week. She drove all the way up from, I forgot where she drove from, and met me in the back of the service to hand me her AKA pins. She had denounced AKA and wanted me to have her pins. Don't, no, I mean, I'm not saying that for you to clap. I'm just saying that's a tough decision for someone, especially when they've been in it for years, spent all their money, invested in it. But here's the thing, really believed it, told everybody, even recruited folks into it. You got to go back and tell everybody I was wrong. Tell them, oh, wow, sisters. I was wrong. I was wrong all along. Women in there that you influenced to be in there. That's tough. But that's what you have to do when you hear the truth. That's what it's all about. The truth ought to do that. Make you want to change it. That's what the truth is for. I got to do something about this. I can't get comfortable until I line up with what it is I'm hearing. The Bible said you will know the truth and the truth will what? Make you free. So it's time we stop hearing it and not doing it. When we hear it, we got to jump in and make it happen. Amen. That's what faith is what kind of relationship do you have with God if you don't trust him enough to line up with him you've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas if this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us please send your donation to EX Ministries P.O. Box 24870 Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www dot exministries dot com